start at verse 27, but the main one is going to be 31. And this is a familiar scripture for everybody, but maybe all of us all week long have been struggling with our patience. You know, patience ain't no joke. It's, it's, it's hard to be patient and it takes, uh, you know, praying, it takes studying his word, it takes trying to get our mind in the right place because, um, when you're dealing with issues in your life, it's, it's, it's really hard. You know that? Really hard. But the reason why he gave us prayer, Genesis 4 and 26, you know, after the fall, it says that Adam and Eve, they had a son named Seth, and Seth had a son named Enos, and that's when men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. And we know that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we know the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in, and they are safe. And he says, if you ask for anything, ask it in my name by faith. Don't waver. And we have to understand those things. So when we're going through, if you're going through physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever you're going through, he has given us prayer. The enemy against prayer is impatience. It's that I need it right now. I'm in pain right now. I'm broke right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My heart is broken right now. My mind is afflicted. I need it right now. You ever go to the doctor and said, I need that right now. <laughs> the doctor's like, well, you're going to have to go to CVS first. And you're like, CVS? <laughs> My tooth is killing me. I need it right now. So let's read uh, Isaiah 40, beginning at 27. It says, why say Jacob and speak Israel? My way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over from my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. That's our power scripture right there. Sometimes, you know, you got to run a power move on the enemy. And running a power move on the enemy is studying scripture. That's something that we just don't do. It's something that sometimes <laughs> eludes us. Sometimes we might, you know, do some foxhole prayers when the enemy starts shooting bullets over our head. We jump into the foxhole. Then we start praying. You know, when we should be praying. We got to wake up praying. We got to wake up calling upon his name. But if they start shooting, drop down <laughs> and start praying. <laughs> Okay, don't get mad. I ain't mad at when you pray, but just we need to be more proactive uh, in our prayer. That's one thing he says, you know, uh, in all things, be anxious for what? Nothing but through prayer and what supplication. There's two different things there. Jacob, uh, he prayed and, you know, he was crying and he was praying and he was supplicating to the Lord. He was crying out. It says all prayer. And maybe you'll find yourself in all prayer one day and then you'll realize what prayer is. Prayer isn't just a little cliche. And you could tell when people pray what their relationship is like. You know, when you see couples communicate, you can see what their relationship is like. If there's not a lot of communication, something's wrong. 
But when you see couples be able to communicate and talk and work through some things, there's some, there's some real stuff going on. There's some real substance going on there. But the Lord starts to talk to Israel in verse 27. He says, do you even know who I am? And a lot of times when we're going through in our life, those of us in here that don't have a strong relationship with him need to spend some time with him. All right. I know the television is there. The television is a distraction. I know we got the phone. The phone is a distraction. Okay, that so-called person in your life. I say so-called person because you ain't married to him. So they're so-called. Okay, person in your life is a distraction. Okay. All right. If God will bring somebody in your life the right way, he don't bring it that way. So that so-called person in your life is a distraction. Scripture, the main power of scripture is they that wait on who? That's it. So he says, Israel, do you not know who I am? And it starts to talk about here in 27. He said, uh, uh, my way is hid from the Lord or my judgment is passed over from my God. Or he don't see what's going on in my life. The dentist does not know what pain and a tooth feels like. <laughs> oh, yes, he does. He has teeth, too. All right. It says, have you not known or haven't heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He doesn't faint, doesn't sleep. He ain't weary. There is no searching of his understanding. And those are things that plague me sometimes. And I don't care how long I've been walking with the Lord. I've been walking with him for a little while now. And um, and I still can feel the enemy wanting to bring the impatience and the doubt and the fear. And those are ways that he will try to attack us. He'll try to attack you in your mind. That's the first place. And I didn't understand that until a couple of years ago when I began to pray. And I shared with the church a while back the reason why I continue to pray at six and nine is not because of my own will, but I came home one day with a lot on my mind. And I was in deep stress to the point where I said, I'm not even going to pray. You ever get to that place you said, I'm just done with praying. Mm -hmm. I've been praying about this thing for so long and nothing is happening. The Lord ain't moving. I'm just tired. I'm going to go in my room and turn the lights out like Teddy Pendergrass. Mm -hmm. Turn off the lights. (laughs) I'm not even going to light a candle. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and be swole. If you you swole, say you swole. Is that all right? I was swole and I said I was swole and I don't know why I was in that mood you know he always teaches us every year that we're serving him Um, you know you got to make little mental notes you know how they used to put little altars at different places they would take some rocks and they would gather them and make a little altar so when they went by there again they would say the God that dealt with me in my stressful time you know the God that paid my bill over here. You walk by it again, and you remember. You know, like people use trees back in the day. Like I, you know, L loves L, and then you're like, well, who is who are these people out here? Oh, that was Grandmama now. I was back when they were young and they were in love. You know what I'm saying? K and J, you know, G and S. They write it on trees now, and people do different things. It ain't nothing wrong with it, but we have to remember who our God is and who that we serve. But I was stressed out really bad. You know, you got work. I got so much on my mind, just like you do. It's not that we're getting old where we can't remember everything. It's that my brain can only hold so much like the laptop only can hold so much. Do you hear me? 
It only holds so much before I got to I start forgetting this and start forgetting that. And I'm not writing it down. <laughs> you know, we don't just write down everything in our mind because we got snitches that live in the same house with us. I got Repo and Nipsey. I think they can read. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they can. They know stuff that I, they shouldn't know. But I was frustrated, really frustrated, and I didn't know why. And that's when the Lord had took me to back to Luke 18, and, and then he took me to Luke 17, and I just really didn't spend too much time in Luke 17. Sometimes you'll read something and think you got it and keep on moving. But he had to take me back through prayer. And he started to teach me that my adversary was the one that was bringing the stress. And I was like, how does my adversary get in my mindset and starts to pressure me into making decisions that I shouldn't make. Your enemy will begin to get in your mindset. And it's, and it's now there's a struggle between the word and there's a struggle between our feelings and emotions. Yes, it is. And that's what was going on. I was feeling the pressure of what? Because we come here today and we could read how, you know, our Heavenly Father has it all under control. And we believe that and we walk out of here with that knowledge. But yet all of a sudden when stress and everything comes in our life, the enemy's just he just comes in like a flood. And he begins to have conversations in our mind. So I'm telling you what happened. And if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit saying, yo, Mark, hold on now, Pippin. <laughs> Slow your roll. That's literally what happened because I was done. But when he started speaking to me about that, well, that's, that's, it's crazy that the Holy Spirit sometimes comes into your life. Sometimes we think the father's not watching, but he is watching. He doesn't slumber. He's not off someplace in a foreign country. And he know, like Superman's on the other side of the world and he can't make it back in time. Yeah. He has to go back in time to fix what, you know, none of that. He's an ever-present help in time of need. He was an ever-present help in time of need for me, which increased my faith, which increased my prayer because I just wanted to stop praying because I was frustrated. But when he started to walk me back through scripture, he says, men should always pray and never faint. Whatever it is that you want to see happen for your life is locked up in prayer. Yes, it is. It's the key. It's something that he had given us because he understands us and he understands that we can't see our enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Whatever you are fighting today, it ain't flesh and blood. It isn't. So stop talking to the individual in the house. Stop calling people up, cussing them out. Stop that foolishness on the Internet, on Facebook or whatever you want to do. Private messaging people in their DMs. Stop wrestling with people, places, and things, and understand what you are wrestling with. I had to understand just a couple of years ago of walking with him for a long time of what I was wrestling with, and it wasn't people. The enemy will come in like a flood. Yes, he will. And it's in our mindset, because that's where the playground is at. That's where all the decisions are made. It's right up here, here, between our ears, in our mindset. And when you're dealing with pain and you're dealing with frustration and you're dealing with loss of people, you're dealing with sometimes you, loss of employment, loss of income coming in. Those are real things that you got to deal with. He wants to step in. That's his job. That's his moment. He's sitting there waiting for a stressful situation. 
And it will cause you and I to curse our God and die. That's what we were talking about Job in Sunday school. Somebody mentioned that. And he waited. If you just part the hedge. If you stop them from worshiping you. You know, you get up in the morning, have a little devotion. You start worshiping. If you just let me get in there a little bit, I'll have them curse you. And I'll have them stop from praying. But after that day, I said, man, I have to continue to keep praying. Even though people that are close to you say, you don't have to pray today. Well, you go on and do what you got to do. Because I'm not going to stop from praying because I understand my adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So if I don't call upon his name, then he's going to come in and he wants to come in. And I'm battling things just like you. Don't think that people are exempt because you start preaching. If the first person he's going to come for is me, (laughs) the first person. In the house and whatnot, he said he's going to get after the man and not the woman. He said, I'm coming for dude up in the house. That's, that's my threat right there. If I get rid of the dude, I'm, shoot, man, I got everybody else. You know, she's going to try to come. Ah! You know, like the movies and whatnot. Remember, like I tell you all the time, in the 70s, people got smacked in the 70s. I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to take all the 70s movies off the air? Because people think smacking women is normal. That's what we used to watch growing up. I don't know if women remember that. I know Sheila do. People got smacked in the 70s movies. You better go back and look. Go, go to YouTube. Uh, honey, uh, are you going to pay these bills? And next thing you know, she was smacked on the ground. Woman! <laughs> you better go back and watch it. I need to sue the 70s period. Everybody got locked up for smacking a woman. They need to go back and sue Hollywood <laughs> for giving us a bad role model, you know? <laughs> Amen says, they that wait upon Yahweh. Not the mailman. Uh, any mail for me today? <laughs> nope. <laughs> now you want to come in and start, you know, you in a bad mood. Don't want to speak to nobody. Mm-hmm. Women don't want to cook food. They just sitting there just stressed. Mm-hmm. But the father truly understands what you and I are going He truly understands it and he is making a way out of no way. It talks about our strength because that's the first thing the enemy wants to do. What is your strength? What is our strength? The Bible talks about what our strength is and it says the joy of the Lord, number one, is what? Our strength. The relationship that we have, me and my heavenly father have, that's where my true strength is at. When you look at Solomon, the strength was in his relationship with the heavenly father, not with Delilah, nor the other girl on the block. His relationship was established before he was born. All right. And that relationship is with his heavenly father. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Give us this day our what? Daily word, bread. All right. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Of course, y'all aren't from Philly. So y'all don't know what it's like because you've been watching the Cowboys for a long time. And they haven't risen up. But we have risen up. (laughs) <laughs> and y'all were there to hate on us a couple of years ago. Well, last year we were in the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I think they cheated us. Uh, but that's old stuff. We're moving on from that. Uh, I think we were cheated. 
Mount up with wings is eagle. You know, I saw an eagle the other day when I was on 49. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I thought it was one of them vultures, you know what I'm saying? They'd be coming, them little chicken hawks. And I was trying to aim for it. You know, you got to try to aim for the little chicken hawk. But as I got closer, I realized the head on that thing was all white. And, you know, I didn't have my glasses all the way on, so I had to ask my man riding shotgun. I said, yo, Cliff, is that an eagle? He was like, there ain't no eagle. He was like, he was looking, he was in shock. Because it literally was an eagle. I was like, man, if you ever see an eagle fly, you got to stop and watch an eagle. You got to watch this huge bird just begin to take off. And a lot of times we ain't outside. We are we on our phone. We missing a lot that goes on in this world. But the writer of this is talking to you and I about watching an eagle fly. You know, you're like, man, that eagle is. You ever see an eagle just swoop down on a goat, snatch a goat off a cliff and drop it? Yeah. What kind of bird does that? <laughs> Snatching things that are three times its weight, four times its weight. And it realizes that, you know what? I don't have to fight with you on this cliff. I'll just snatch you off the cliff and just drop you. <laughs> and the goat is like, well, this ain't fair. Because I can't fly. <laughs> I, he's like, I can't even. There's no match because I don't see the eagle. So when he starts to talk to you and I about mounting up with wings as eagles, he says, I'm gonna he says, your ways are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. But I want to take you up here a little bit higher to where I hang out at. Now, of course, you know, man only reached the moon. <laughs> but he ain't reached the third heaven where our heavenly father lives. All right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't reach that place that's not seen by the naked eye, nor the Hubble telescope. He lives in a place, Paul said, I was caught up to the third heaven, beyond what you see. But to you and I to actually rise above our situations and our problems and we're able to look at it from our Heavenly Father's point of view, wouldn't you want to do that? Some like, I only want to rise up, but I can know what Pookie and them is doing. Mm-hmm. He keep going out at 3 a.m. I need to know what's happening. That's the only reason why you want to mount up with wings as an eagle. So you can find out what folks is doing on the block. Amen? But if you can see what your heavenly father is doing and how he's planning things out and how he's working them. If we knew today where we would be at, we wouldn't be so stressed out. But we can't see it. So because of the lack of the vision and the, and the, and the shortness of distance, we make decisions that make no sense. We make decisions contrary to the word. So Deuteronomy 28, when you and I are making decisions contrary to God's word. Well, then you already know what is going to happen. If we make it according to his word, you know we're blessed. And the reason why sometimes we don't feel blessed is because the enemy's whispering in our ear. You already know you made the mistake. You know, in spades, when you play your, your, you know, your hand too soon and when you can't count cards, sometimes you get cut. Sometimes those books that you were bidding on ain't books. And I'm telling you right now, we're in a position that whatever it is that we are trying to make happen in our own strength, all you got to do is match it up with the word. And if the word is contrary to what you are doing, because you can't wait upon the Lord, well, go back to Deuteronomy 28. Because there's more curses than blessings. And he is not a man that he would lie. All right. Your boo boo going to lie. Your heavenly father ain't going to lie. And you have to do that. You have to weigh the options. 
He hates a false balance. And if you and I aren't sitting back and measuring our life up against his word, there is a serious problem. We are known by what? Our fruit. It says here, they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Let's go to Luke chapter 8. There's something in Luke chapter 8 that I was looking at that really, really made me begin to think about. One of the things I, I always thought about when I was young was, when am I going to mature? Because it doesn't matter what physical age you are. When am I done with the foolishness? When am I done with doing things my way? When am I done being anxious for everything? When am I done? And of course, I was looking at this parable again. Luke chapter 8, verse 11. But it's in 15 that I really started to look at this thing here. This really caught my attention because if you're lazy or you're tired like me sometimes when you get home and you fall asleep in your Bible, you put the Bible app on and you just let it play and you just listen to it. Sometimes you'll start drifting off in thought, but sometimes something will catch your attention and you will slow it down and you'll begin to rewind it like, what did he say again? Like, what did he say again? And we read this stuff over and over for years. Those of us that have been in it for years, you read this stuff over and over again, but then you hear something again, you go back again and say, what did he say? Patience is a virtue. Patience is something. I'm telling you, the enemy does not want you and I to be patient and wait on our Heavenly Father. Verse 11 says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then comes the devil. And we've seen this so many times. And takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be what saved. So these are people sitting in church. These are people that are listening to the preacher. But the devil is sitting in here too. Like, you know what? I cannot let them get it. Because it's going to change the battle. It changed. Listen, if you get it, it changes the battle. So his job is to get it before you swallow it. Oh, you can taste it. You ever do that? Yeah, just taste it. Oh, I taste it and see that it is good. It sounds so good. But the enemy is like, you ain't swallowing that. It's literally going to change not only you or me, but it changes our very family because it says, Acts 16, 31, says to believe on what? The word. And I'll be saved like Genesis 4 and 26, like Romans 10 and 13. And my house. That's how powerful it is. Why is the devil coming to snatch the word? out of your mouth while you sitting in the midst of the congregation with the Holy Spirit. It's his job because when you and I get this thing, faith, what? Cometh by hearing. Hearing how? By what? The word of God. How can you hear 
without a preacher. So it ain't like when you're out there at Walmart. It's folks that are listening to the word of God that listen, once you get the word. Changes things in your life and all thy getting, get the understanding. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes the devil and takes the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root. Come to church every week, ain't bearing no fruit. Which for a while believe, but when the temptation comes, they fall away. They gone. Temptation could be anything. The dog returned to its vomit. What is temptation for us? What are you tempted with? Each and every one of us in the room is different. All you got to do is think about what is your temptation? What temptation keeps getting a hold of us and it sets us back? What is setting us back individually? Don't say it out loud. Just think about it amongst yourself. What is setting us back? And whatever it is, we have to become agitated with that and want that out of our life. That's what you be. If, if you're lazy and you don't want to get up and get after it, you better get that up out your heart. You better get up and get it up out your heart. If, if sugar, you better get it up out your system. If it's messing your body up, if it's messing your mind up. I saw a study where sugar causes us to get angry. It happens. It, it, sugar runs in the background like a bad virus. And in moments of stress, you start tripping. People that don't have sugar in them, in moments of stress, they seem to handle it a little bit different. We know alcohol is pretty much a whole bunch of sugar. <laughs> when you get drunk, you can set the block off. <laughs> Once you get to that certain point, somebody be messing with you. Next thing you know, you come up for, you know, Right. You coming for throws. What is wrong? They drunk. <laughs> so whether sugar and alcohol or sugar and that frosted flakes. <laughs> oh, it's real. I mean, you get mad at frosted flakes. They the one trying to kill you. <laughs> it ain't me. Don't get mad at the messenger. I ain't the one putting sugar in your diet. I got people, man, that are diabetic. I see them every day. They get mad at me when I said, out of all the drinks you can get when you go to the store, why do you got to get the one that's going to kill you? No, you drink all that drink. Drink it all. They want to throw it away because they say, don't, don't throw it away because you see me. <laughs> your daddy and your mama and the rest of your family don't give two cents about you. And they'll let you drink all the dope in the world that you want to. But you want to see me, but how can they hear without what? Without a preacher. So Israel kills the preacher and lets mommy and daddy live. Kill your mama and daddy and save the preacher because he's going to put something inside of you that's going to produce some faith that's going to turn your life around. But Israel doesn't want that because it's written in here. They always want to kill the preacher. What you drinking that dope for? Wow. Out of everything in the world to drink, why do you got to be in another diabetic coma? Right. 
barely holding on for your life. Can you pray for my son? No. You should have prayed and took the dope out of his mouth. Why are you calling me on the phone? Well, you keep bringing home Dr. Pepper with his 23 flavors. <laughs> Your baby laid all up in the hospital. You, cry. you wasn't crying when you bought it? That's reality. That's where we're at. You wasn't crying when you did it. You wasn't crying when you was laid up with it. You wasn't crying when you were smoking it. But you know what Deuteronomy 28 says. But you just want to talk about the Fred Hammond song. But you don't want to go look at the curses. You don't want to look at the side effects of lighting it up and breathing it in your body. Even though they put the fiberglass in it so it can cut you just a little bit. So it can put that dope up in your bloodstream. But you keep on doing what you're doing. You know that? But how can they hear Without a preacher. And how beautiful. I got my toes manicured. Are those that preach the gospel. I got my boots on today. You can't see it. But inside I feel pretty. Does that sound right to y'all? <laughs> Folks don't want to hear that. They look at me like, anybody trying to start with you, Mark? But I said, I ain't trying to start with you either. I asked the Holy Spirit to say it. I want to move on to something else. Like flying like eagles and stuff like that. You know, that's where I want to stay at. <laughs> but we're going to get into this dope here real quick. And 14, and they which fell among thorns are they, when they heard, they go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of life. They bring no fruit to perfection. Yeah, there it is right there. We can keep, we can stay in this every week because this is what's happening to the body of Christ. There is no preacher preaching at Walmart. Most of them are preaching right here to people that come because they want to hear the word. But the cares, the riches, the pleasure of life. What's your pleasure of life? What do you like? What's, what's pleasure to you? Huh? What do you care? What are you really worried about? I tell people all the time, you obviously ain't worried about that kid of yours because you keep drinking that dope. I tell them all the time. I said, you know it. You ain't caring about your son. Because you don't want to see him, you know, live in the future because you keep drinking and keep smoking and keep doing what you're doing. We keep running them streets. We keep doing what we're doing. We're obviously not concerned. Yes. If you look at somebody, your family and they say, I love you. But they ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Ooh, they selfish. And it's not too late to change. My people who are called by my name should turn, pray Seek my face and I'll heal your land. That's it. He's always got scriptures in there about us stopping and turning and doing a 180. Not once, not 360 where we, we turn around and make you think we're changing and we go right back and do what we're doing. That's not it. It's a 180. We repent and never go that way again. So parents and children, children, if you're in here, I'm telling you right now, you better watch what you eat. I don't care what they're buying. You better, you better figure out. You better figure it out quick. You better look ahead. And find out what's going on in your family. And you better make some, you better make some tough choices. Because right now you're young and you think you're going to live forever. And I'm telling you, you better look ahead. You better look ahead. 
You better find, you better watch film. In football, we watch film. Well, you better find out what's going on. Don't look over at my family. That's a different family. You better look at your family and look ahead and be like, uh, Mr. So-and-so, how did, how did you get that way? Oh, you know, baby, just, you, you better take a detour. You better not go down that same road. That's why families are so important. He puts us in families so that we begin to look at the history of our family. That's why doctors say, could you please fill this out? And it's all about the history of your family. Young people, are you hearing me? It's all about the history of your family. It's talking to you about the history. It's talking about the sins of the fathers. Was the sins of the fathers, are they choked with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life? Is that what they were about? Do you find yourself doing that too at a young age? Even though you know right from wrong, but you know the pleasures and the cares and the riches of life, is that more attractive to you than a good name? Talked about a good name last week. Is that what's just watching them turn up or when they get paid, they come home and turn up. Then they stress because they don't have enough money for the lights. Is that your future too? Is that what you're learning? Behavior is a learned thing. Is that what it is? They can't save no money. So now you figure as though you can't save no money. Is that how how it's going to be? I can even go deeper than that, young people. I can keep going on because you see it. You see it every day. That Bible is lived in front of you, but you have an opportunity. Maybe they sold their soul, but you have a chance. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Have a chance to change it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And if you don't want to change it, you better look at that future right in front of you. It's live and direct. And you, that's why you're sitting in here. It's not by choice. Because the father wants to change what's going on in our families. Get a hold of what, you better get a hold of what I'm preaching. You better just act like they don't exist and move them older people out your way. You better take a long, hard look at what I'm saying to you. Because your future, it ain't bright right now because you got people standing in the sun. They're standing in the way and all it is is shadowing you. You know what a shadow's like? It looks just like the person. The shadow is a, it's, it's, it's a, uh, copycat of what the person is standing in front of you. And if you're standing in their shadows, you better move around and get to that sun. You better cast your own shadow. Get mad if you want to. But we've got to win at this thing called life. But if you're caught up with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life, you'll never have the patience to see God move in your life. Because those things are instant, like instant coffee. That's for people that just can't take the time to let it brew right. They got to have instant. I ain't got time to wait. So society makes everything instant. That's why they created the lottery. Because they know folks don't want to get up and work for nothing nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'd rather find a dollar on the ground and go box it. Oh, I got 50 off of that. I came up. No, you didn't come up. It's not coming up. Hard work. What? Pays off. They teach us that in sports, but then when we get out in society, we don't want to work hard for nothing. You've got to change that cycle in your life, and a habit can be changed in 40 days. Verse 15 is the place that I really like. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep. 
And this is the part I love. They bring forth fruit with what? Patience. Oh, they slow cook it. When you hear the word, its job is to go forth and prosper in where it has been sent. Paul said, I would you would prosper as what? Your soul prospers. This ain't no instant pudding. This ain't no microwave popcorn. We're going back to the Jiffy Pop. Remember that used to come in a little thing? You should shake it on the stone. You're shaking it in there. <laughs> shaking that little popcorn, making it pop. You know that? Nowadays, we got instant this, instant that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't easy when you get in this word. Because it, the pressure that the enemy puts on us is against faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please our Heavenly Father. Faith and patience are hand in hand. You pray about it and you continue to keep praying about it. You pray, you push and pray until something happens. With all prayer and supplication that our requests be made known unto the Lord. And the Bible will tell you your steps are ordered by the Lord. Order my steps in your word, Lord, that I might not sin against thee. Because all the enemy wants us to do is make a mistake. Just like in sports. I just want you to fumble the ball one time. I want an interception. I want that turnover in your life. And now, when you come to the sidelines, the only person's chest you can beat is your own. My bad. My bad. The whole family is like, really, bruh? Really? <sighs> Sometimes daddy come to the sidelines, you know, beat that. That's all me, baby. That's all me. Really, Dad? Mom come to the side. That's all me, sugar. That's all me. And the kids is coming to the side. Everybody, it's all me. But it don't have to be on you. If you learn to be patient, they take you through 12 years of school. Then they offer you more school. But we are so impatient that we want to get out there and start living. And we have no knowledge. We have no understanding. We have no wisdom. But we want to get out there so fast because the enemy is saying, you don't have to do all that education. Just go on out there. So you ladies go out there. You watch your mama get run through. You young men get out there. You watch daddy struggle. Never feeling like he's worth anything. But you want to get out there because you don't want to pray and you don't want to do it the way it's set before. You want to get out there, get out there, get at him, get at him, make something happen. What you going to make? You better look in front of you. You better look how you live, how mama living, how daddy living right now. How, how's it going? But you so quick to follow in their footsteps. When you're sitting in a place of education. Where it's telling you you can be whatever you want to be. And then you have the ability to lift up your family. There's going to come a time when your parents aren't going to be able to work anymore. There's going to come a time when, it, you know, it says that uh, instead of you holding your mommy or daddy's hand, they're holding your hand now. You're changing their diapers when they change yours. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's, it's going to happen. And what type of son or daughter are you going to be? 
well, my daddy wasn't in my life. So what, now you're going to be the daddy not in somebody else's life? You can't learn from that? That's how, that's how we're doing it? My mama wasn't. So now you're going to have kids and not be there? for That's how we're going to do it? The sins of the fathers? No, that's not how it works. You of all people should know what it is. Like LeBron James, man, he's in his kid's life. He will catch a plane from the East Coast to the West Coast just for a moment to watch one of his kids play because nobody was watching him but his mama. This young man made a decision. I, I don't know all that goes on in his life, but he made some great choices. You young people start thinking. Us older people that are in the room, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and pray and seek my face, I will heal your land. That's where we are at because we grew up Sometimes without this word, without this knowledge. But he says today, if you will hear my voice, he says, harden not your heart like they did back when they were in the wilderness. And they didn't want the promised land. But he is telling you and I that we can still have the promised land at 40, 50, 60. If a woman is past the years of being able to give childbirth, he told Sarah, is anything too hard for me? Once you make a decision to trust in him, then it's his job to fulfill whatever his will is for our life. And it doesn't matter what age you are. It's his assignment now. We were created for purpose. Do you hear me? Yes, we were. You could be 80 years old. Abraham was created because Yah wanted to do something in his life. And if it took Abraham until he was 99 years old to get what this thing is. So that it could look so that it would be on good ground. And bring forth fruit with patience. He said, oh, that Ishmael would live before thee. He said, no, ain't no Ishmael living before it. No. But one out of your own loins. It took Abraham a very, very long time to reach a place called faith where he was able to trust his heavenly father. But when he did, father moved in his life quickly. Boom. Let him have a child. Sarah laughed and had so much joy in her life that she forgot all the years when she wasn't able to have a child. And they rejoiced in their old age. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. So if you think it's over for you, it is not over for you. Nothing's over for you. Nothing's over for us. Because won't he do it? Won't he do it? I don't know. I don't know how. Moses ran from the law. Yes, he did. What's in your hand, Moses? Well, I I use this stick because, you know, I got a limp now. I'm going to use what's in your hand. He told the woman, the widow woman, what's in your house? I don't got nothing in my house but this little pot of oil. He said, yeah, go, now go get a whole bunch of other vessels. What is in your hand? He's able to do with what you have. So being patient is something. They say patience is a virtue. Pray and wait on it and listen and get all the other distractions out of your life. The cares of this life, the pleasures of life, you know what we do when we leave. Get rid of all of that. And we have to run this race focused because we don't know how long it is. We could either be five wise or five foolish, but we need to make some choices 
as, as men and women of God, as sons and daughters, we have some choices to make. And listen, and, and, and we got to put it on the table. We got we to watch film and say, okay, this is where we are at as a family. All the good, all the bad, and all the ugly. And the wonderful thing about it is, it could be all good. Do you know that? That's what he says in the word. It could be all good. You got to pray. As a family. A family that what? Prays together? Family that fasts together? Lasts together. You have not because you ask not. And some things don't change, but by fasting and praying. You start coming together with your family and say, you know what? I heard the word. Now, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? I don't care where you're at. Do you hear it? I don't care where you're at. Well, I'm still, I still got some skeletons. I don't care about the skeletons. I don't care about none of that. He, listen, when we commit ourselves to him, he is able to perform it. He'll get rid of the skeletons. He'll get rid of all the nonsense that's going on in our life. Yes, he will. That's his job to clean us up. Because we can't clean ourselves up. Because we ain't nothing but babies. And don't leave a baby unattended in a bathtub. It's his job to clean us up. You hear me? Yes, it is. So stop trying to clean yourself up and commit yourself to him. Commit yourself to him. Commit yourself to him. It's in the word. Commit yourself to him. You want the answer? Commit yourself to him. And he'll make that heart a good heart, good ground. And things will begin to grow inside of you at 40, at 50, at 60, at 70, at 80, at 90, at 100 years. Yes, it will. Because he's able to do it. And people will be astonished. They look at Rahab now. Total different person. When she saw that opportunity, she ran for that. I don't know why people do what they do. That ain't none of my business. But I know what they do when they come out. They don't go back. <laughs> I tell you right now, they, they don't go back. Don't go back. I won't go back. Okay, well, don't. are you back there now? Don't go back. Don't go back. Patience is powerful. It's side by side with faith. We pray and we continue to pray because we know that when we pray, he is able to do what it is that we are asking for because nothing is too hard for him. Young people pray, older people pray. They go home and look and watch. And you tell me what you're going to be when you get older. And sometimes parents will go home and change and the children won't. Or sometimes the children would change and the parents won't. Josiah was eight years old when the father started to come upon his heart. At the age of 18, he went and cleaned the house out. Gideon went and destroyed the groves, what they were really worshiping. Folks wanted to kill Gideon. These are young men, young women that went and made a change in their house. In their house. And I tell you all the time, Josiah died at 39, just like Martin Luther King. 39 years young, gone. All right, all I got. Lives got to be lived. Anybody got anything on their heart? This is just a huddle. 
<laughs> what you, whatever position you play, when you line up, you do what you want to do. Now, if you out here and somebody <laughs> run the wrong play, if you want to <laughs> run the wrong play, you're going to be on the bench. <laughs> Why am I on the Because you keep running the wrong play. Mm-hmm. We running the ball. You running out there like you're going for a pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coach got you on the bench. You the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? But you want to be the running back. Mm-hmm. No. Lamar, well, I saw Lamar Jackson. Well, you ain't Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's a passing play. Now, you want every time we turn around, you running the ball. It's all about you, ain't it? It's all about you, ain't it? Yeah, it is. It's all about you. Layla wide open in the end zone. You running through traffic. <laughs> you couldn't throw her the ball? I didn't see her. We drew the play up. We practiced it for weeks. All, All you got to do is throw it to the spot. Throw it to the spot. By faith, throw it to the spot. Throw it to the... Throw it by faith to the spot. That's Layla's job now to catch it. Okay, now she missed That's on her. <laughs> Layla, get to the bench. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Next time you go catch it. This is, this is just a huddle. After we get done praying, you're going up to the line. You're running to the line. Don't run up there with fear in your heart either. Like, because <laughs> the enemy's snatching stuff out of people's heart this morning. Because he's like, I will not let them have control of their life. Because when you have control of your life, <laughs> you're going to want to live and not die. But right now. <laughs> Sometimes we're doing things like because it's a slow suicide. We don't have the heart to go take our life, so we do things just so it's real nice and slow. <laughs> I'll just walk in traffic. <laughs> that way, when they, when they, when they, the article was like, so and so got hit by a car. No, so and so was playing. Too.